Welcome everybody to a brand new episode of Audionauts, episode number 18, where we put the damn in pandemic. Um, we're still at home, self-quarantined, sheltering in place. I am one of your two hosts, Eric Oldboy, alongside, no, online with the always yeah. infinite, infamous Mr. Wren. How are you today, sir? What it do? We're finally legal. Let's go. Let's go. 18, so, baby. Yeah, I know. This episode is old enough to uh, get drafted. Um, it's old enough to, what else can it do? Can't, can't buy, do buy, anything buy, else. Buy, buy a lottery ticket, right? You, you could buy a lighter. You could buy a lighter. We could legally have sex with it and not go to jail this episode. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. So good for you. Can't, you. you can't buy secrets no more because they changed the law, right? In Oregon, yeah. So in Oregon, you'd be 21 to buy cigarettes now. Yeah. 18 sucks. Yeah. 18 used to be a big deal. Now it's like, who gives a crap? So we're doing our, uh, they call it COVID cast. Co- our COVID cast. Maybe episode yeah. 21. We should, oh, because episode 21, we should each have a cocktail. You know, like you said last episode or two ago, um, a quarantini or something, some sort of adult beverage. Oh, yeah, we're going to grab our quarantini and talk. Yeah, I'd be down to do that. Did you know yesterday, and I don't know if you recognized it, uh, was the legendary 420. And from what I was told, it's the, the most amazing 420 in our lifetimes because it's happening in the year 2020. And right. so you're, not very often do you have a 420 on 20. Um, did you celebrate? No. <laughs> I don't do drugs. Good. Just drugs say no, bad, kids. kids. Drugs are bad. <laughs> Just say no, kids. Just say no. That's my that's the story I'm sticking to as well, then. What have you been up to though? Stop. Collaborating. I've been in. watching I've been watching a lot of uh uh Ken's convenience. Oh snap, finally. And 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 the dad's always like, Stop. <laughs> He's so funny. Do you love that show? I told you. Yeah, I'm like Episode eight, season one, and okay. it's freaking hilarious. I love it. Yeah, what I think I like about Kim's Convenience on Netflix, four seasons, is that um, it's almost like an old school sitcom, but it's more clever. Like the writing's really solid. Yeah. Um, I like that they're, um, it's like an old school sitcom, but it's modern day issues. So like in one of those yeah. first few episodes, the dad was dealing with, trying to make sure that he conformed correctly with people, what you call people who are maybe gay or things like that. And I remember thinking that was just so right. well done, funny. And that was like episode one, like right off, right off the bat, he was like doing like, you get a gay discount or something like that. <laughs> That's right. He was trying to do the right thing and he was giving out the gay discounts, but he was guessing who was gay and who wasn't gay. Yeah. He's like, you got, you got gaydar? Yeah, I got gaydar. <laughs> And then like a trans guy comes in, he's like, what, what, what is you? <laughs> it's so good. Such a great show. And in a later episode, so I'm on, I've, in fact, I think I have two episodes left of season four and then I'm caught up. But um, I, won't, I don't think it gives anything away because they deal with issues, like I said, today's issues in every episode. But in a yeah. recent issue from uh, epi- or season four, um, they were doing... Um, uh, Simu Lee, the what's his character's name again on the show? 
Jun. Is it Jun? Jung. 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 Yeah. Jung. Yeah. Jung was uh, recounting a story to his coworkers at the rent car rental place, and he was doing it in a really yeah. thick, thick Asian voice, kind of mocking his dad. And his white girlfriend started doing the thick Asian voice, and everybody's like, "Oh, <laughs> like you can't do that." And she's like, why? It's, it's, he was doing it. And they're like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> right. It's funny because, like, they do a lot of, like, uh, Korean accents to it, right? So this one scene, uh, they're getting yogurt. And he thought that it was, like, call, like, yogurt. <laughs> that's, and then that turns out that's just, like, the Korean way to say it, you know? Oh, like, okay. Way to say the American word. So it's, it's like they emphasize that the ending of it. It's pretty funny. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, it's a smart show. Later in that same episode on the one where they're worried about um, her doing the Asian accent, uh, yeah. they had somebody rent a car from them that was Australian. And so the two Asian guys were doing, oh, Crocky, and doing their best Australian accent. She's like, hold on, that's yeah. cultural appropriation. You can't do that. And they both kind of looked at her like, yeah, we can. You just can't do it because you're white. <laughs> it's the rules, man. <laughs> it's so funny. I loved it. I mean, then, you know, it's yeah, just the, it's the world, right? Yeah, his uh, his friend, he's hilarious, too. Oh, uh, yeah. Kimchi. Kimchi's yeah, my yeah. favorite. Yeah. Great sidekick. Perfect TV sidekick. I think the reason why I like this show, like, it's very smart. And yeah. you, I don't really, like, laugh out loud, but I just, like, chuckle and just, like, oh, this is so great. I just keep chuckling. It's just, yeah, it's, it's amusing. It gives me a good time. laugh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And they do a good job of some shows, some sitcoms, like, say, Always Sunny, you're laughing because all the people are kind of despicable and there's no real good people. And you're like, you're, you're laughing at how terrible they are. This show, like yeah. there's no real bad guys. They're all pretty good people. And you're just kind of laughing right. at them dealing with everyday situations. And then like every character is, it's, they're interesting. Cause like Simo's boss, she's always like trying to hail him. And yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. It's so funny. It's a great, it's a really well cast show. And so, yeah, I'm glad that you're finally watching it. And I think anybody, any of the other audio knots out there that haven't watched uh, Ken's Convenience, uh, you get four seasons, commercial free on Netflix right now, something to do in your quarantine time. Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. So what else have you been up to? You watch anything else? Do anything else? Um, I haven't been watching too much shows because I got my new um, game on my PlayStation. Oh yeah? What game? Uh, Final Fantasy VII, the oh, remake. Nice. So, been playing that a lot. Give us uh, your thoughts and opinions on Final Fantasy VII. I'm like 20 hours in. Yeah, is that and, is that uh, a lot or a little for that kind of game? Well, they they say it takes like about 50 hours to finish. Okay, so, so you're, I'm you're almost, almost half. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful game. Waited 15 years for this. It's like playing a CG movie. really wow like all the cut scenes are good um and like back in the day when the playstation one came out the game came out for the playstation one the uh the cds were too small size wise okay yeah so they had to like split the game into like three cds to complete the game right so i think uh, they're doing that for this game too yeah they're doing that for this game too but they're gonna give it to you in chunks so you waited 15 years for part one of the full game let me ask you this do you have to buy part two probably oh, they're gonna have no money grab it's a money grab yeah 
And us, and us fanboys would be like, just take my money. Yeah, you're like, all day, take my money. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, uh, so Final Fantasy's been eating up all your time. And, uh, you've been doing anything else? Yeah. Anything, any, like, projects or fun things that don't have to do with, like, uh, multimedia? <laughs> no. No? I'm actually going back to work now, so. Yeah. I'm pretty busy just getting home, trying to watch a show, trying to watch, right. trying to play my game. Weekend comes along, you're just like, uh, then you're maybe I risk getting go to the store. Yeah, we groceries. we pulled off the uh, the holy Costco Trinity the other day. We're pretty proud of. We got toilet paper, uh, tissue paper, and paper towels all from Costco, and that was like the biggest win ever. Damn, I can't believe it. Yeah, I know it was like winning the Wait, lottery. Did you drive? So did you my, uh, take a trip there? My wife, uh, she's been kind of our our outdoors expert, so we send her um, uh, to go to the grocery store and stuff like that. So she ran to Costco one morning, and she was able to buy the tissue paper and uh, the paper rolls, and but they didn't have any toilet paper. So we're like, oh damn, it sucks. Uh, so she came home and she goes, I'm gonna look online just for kicks and giggles. She jumps online. And sure enough, it shows where you can order it. And she goes, should I order it? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. It won't, it won't show up until next year. Go ahead and order it. So she orders the TP. And I'm thinking that this thing's never going to come. Two days later, this big-ass box shows up on the porch full of toilet paper. Loved it. Yeah. yeah same price. No ship. Yeah, no cost for shipping. They ship faster than Amazon nowadays. Yeah. So if anybody's out there hurting for TP, it's worth giving it a shot to buy it on Costco because it's I think they're finally stocked again, so it's not as big a deal. Yeah, because one of my friends, I'm not friends, but cousins posted on Facebook saying that if you need TP, go to this Costco. They have a lot, and they don't seem to limit people. So it's oh, kind of nice. slowly getting back. Yeah, so yeah, from what I've heard, that uh, uh, Oregon at least, they're kind of shooting for June 1st, like we've always thought. But uh, um, there are going to be some things, I guess, never change. In fact, that's going to lead me to a, ca- a brand new category for our audio nut friends um, that I'm, because there's a lot less um, uh, fun, nerdy stuff to talk about, seeing as how everything in the world's been canceled. And so one of the things that came up with this new category, I thought would be kind of fun and that we'll play a little bit later, called New Normal or Back to Business. And so I'll, I'll read off some news stories and we'll decide whether or not this is in fact the new normal we're gonna live with for a while, or if we, after a moment we'll get back to business and back to how we used to do it. So that's that's something for it's like a apocalyptic it's like an apocalyptic version of like hot or not you know like yeah hot, <laughs> not hot not yeah yeah it's exactly what it is but uh, before we get there let's start off with uh, the healthy stream since we already jumped into uh, a little Kim's convenience I could start go ahead let's hear it his last uh, podcast you had like a hot take on that that new app the Quibi. Quibby. Quibby. Quick bites. Yeah, so um, I got myself signed up, started watching some shows. Okay, which ones did you watch? And then the first show I watched was that Dish Mental show. Dish Mental, yeah. Yeah. And what did you think? It was, it was pretty funny. Like, it was super quick, and it gets to the point, and, it, you know, it does its job, basically. So everybody who hasn't seen Dish Mental... It's hosted by Titus Burgess or something, the dude from Kimmy Schmidt. And the concept is super simple. They take two chefs, they throw them in like 
I don't know, like painters' outfits, and then they put goggles on them yeah. that are like painted over so they can't see anything. And then they take a dish and they just fire it at their face. And I think we talked about this last episode how they get you know you know food bukkake yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and they try to eat it, taste it. Yeah, then they're like tasting it, licking walls, eating crap off their shoes. And then the concept is whoever could get the most ingredients correct in the dish they end up making um, wins yeah. wins the money. It's like a thousand bucks, not like a bunch of money. But um, I like that show too. It's really funny, but it almost feels too short. I would have guessed that the reality shows would work shorter, but of all the stuff, it feels almost too short compared to some things. Yeah, it almost seemed like a like a trailer in a way when you watch it. Yeah, I think the reason for it is because the the fictional shows will go from episode to episode, right? So whatever they don't get done in episode one, they do they keep going in episode two yeah. and episode three. Whereas this show is self-contained per episode. So it's a brand new episode every time. And right. so the whole damn thing happens in like eight minutes. And you're kind of like, what, 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 what? And it kind of skips past a lot of the parts we've all been like accustomed to seeing, like cooking and stuff. It was one scene the lady was like, yeah, I was, I was trying to eat food off my foot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's so funny. Yeah, like who does it, that? Yeah. It's pretty good. And I, I saw one episode where the lady got every single uh, item right. She like made it perfect. And I'm like, whoa, that's pretty good. Yeah. So, but yeah. Okay, Dishmantled. What else? You watch anything else on Quibi? Um, not yet because I've been too busy watching Kim's Convenience. Okay, well, I got some hot but, takes then on Quibi for yeah. you. Okay, I'll, I'll note down the list to watch. Okay. So uh, I'd given a couple of thoughts on some stuff I'd only seen like one or two episodes before last time. And I've gone back and I've watched more episodes. Um, one, for instance, was that show Survive with um, Sophie Turner from Game of oh, Thrones. Yeah, yeah. And at first, I'd only watched the first three episodes. And I, if I only had watched one more, I would have seen things change. Because I'm like, oh, this show is boring. It's, it's sad and depressing. This girl just wants to kill herself every episode. Well, episode four is where it takes off. And so I recommend uh, if anybody's going to watch the show, give it to at least the fourth episode. Um, episode four so, is when they have the plane crash. Because we knew that's like the concept of it. And then it gets, then it turns into the show of her and this other person she meets on the plane trying to like survive because the pl plane crashes into like some sort of snowy mountain and nobody finds them. So it's them trying to survive the, the elements. So... If you're like watching like like a regular show, the first three episodes like episode one. <laughs> to get through episode one, you know, sort of. Yeah, thing. that's exactly right. It's almost like, especially with that show, uh, every three episodes is really one episode. So, right. but the show uh, I do recommend it now. I enjoyed it quite a bit after episode three, um, four. I, I think I watched it four through like episode like eight or nine, and uh, I caught up to it. But I think there might be a new episode out now. Um, it's, it's really pretty well done. And it, like they do these things because they understand you're watching on like a small device. And so they really like shoot up close. So when they're crashing into things and shit's happening, like it's like really up close, dramatic footage. And I like that have quite a bit. Have you tried watching it, like triangle vertical and landscape? Right. I have, I don't like watching any of it vertical. You can, but I don't like it. So um, yeah. uh, it's much better landscape. And I do actually like watching it on my iPad much better than I like watching it on my phone because it feels like a real show then. So, because when you, when you turn it uh, landscape, it becomes like a regular looking show. But when you turn it like vertical, it kind of just zooms in to like yeah. what you want it, what you need to see. 
Correct. Yeah, they figured out some sort of algorithm that knows which where the action is, and they just show it to you in the vertical screen. But you're right. When you flip it back over to horizontal, you get everything like probably the way the filmmaker intended it. But then it, it always makes me feel like, am I missing something? Because what if something happens over here that I couldn't see? You know? Right. Yeah. So I don't like to watch any of the shows, any of them, in uh, the vertical format. Hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Survive, uh, I give it actually a thumbs up now once you get past the uh, first three episodes. Um, the other show that I really am liking now, because I've watched, I think, all the ones they've released so far, is Most Dangerous Game. I kind of talked about that a little bit last episode, too. And that's the one with uh, Liam Hemsworth, you know, Baby Thor? Yeah. Uh, Hunger yeah. Games kid. He, um, he stars in it, in it like so same with that one i'd only watched the first three episodes and i still liked it because the acting was good but all i saw was like the setup like the first three episodes of all these fictional shows is just the setup and then right. you get to episode four and the action kicks in and i gotta tell you what that show is awesome i mean it's really good it has so much action it's like it's a blast i that's the one show that i really wish i could watch on my big tv with my family because it's a lot of fun and it's just basically him running for his life while all these people try to hunt him down and kill him in the middle of a big city so i i do i think i think i might go watch that one next yeah you like it that one's great i really like most dangerous games so uh, two thumbs up yeah the thing that surprised me most since last time we talked about Quibi is they're still releasing new shows. So I thought, holy crap, that's a lot of content right off the bat. But yet they're still putting out brand new things that weren't part of it originally. You know, like look at freaking Apple. Apple TV has been out for what, half a year? And they've had like four shows and all of them suck. I haven't watched anything on Apple. Yeah, because everything on Apple TV sucks balls. And so, but this show, so I got two new comedies that have come out and um, they're both pretty decent. So the, the one comedy that just came out is if you're a fan of like Napoleon Dynamite or Nacho Libre, this show is for Nacho. you. Nacho. Yeah. But if you don't like those shows, stay away because you won't think it's funny. So there's a new show called Agua Donkeys. And basically Agua Donkeys is about these two like total bros, they're, like long hair, t-shirts off bros. And all they do is they go around and clean pools for a living. But like in like the first few episodes that I saw, they're totally like in love with a coworker chick, but their boss says you can't date your coworkers. So they're always trying to like get her fired or they're trying to quit so they can date her. But she has like zero interest in either one of them, but they both want to date her. And the show itself is just really, it's not like kind of like Kim's Convenience. There's no real laugh out loud moments. But I find myself just going, oh, and just kind of giggling the whole time because it's so yeah. weird. Yeah. So I like Agua Donkeys is kind of a, a fun, nacho libre, Napoleon Dynamite type show. Is it Agua? I thought um, it was like Aqua. No, Agua. They're going with the G. Agua. agua like oh. Agua. So Agua Donkeys is a, it's a good one. But the newest one that I just started today that caught me so off guard, I'm actually pretty excited to talk about, was I'd heard about it and I didn't think, first of all, that it was a real thing that you could make a TV show of. And now I'm 100% certain that Quibi will in fact make any idea into a TV show, especially after seeing Dishmantled. Um, it's, a yeah. show called, <laughs> it's a show called Dummy. Have you heard of it? No. Okay, so <laughs> Dummy stars Anna Kendrick, which is awesome. I mean. She's a big star, right? It's a big name. And Donald Loge, you, know, you recommend, uh, recognize Donald Loge. He was um, 
on that new kid Batman Gotham, that show. Yeah. As the detective guy. And so um, the base concept of this is uh, Donald Loge is a really uh, famous writer. He's a well-to-do writer. And Anna Kendrick's his girlfriend. And she's a wannabe writer. And she's, uh, they like to get it on. And they're talking about all the things that they like to do. And uh, as they're uh, getting on, she notices some glitter on him. And she says, well, where'd this come from? Are you, you seeing somebody else? He's like, no. He goes, I want to be honest with you because this relationship should be based on honesty. Um, that's from my sex doll. And so <laughs> she goes looking for the sex doll later on. And it turns out he does, in fact, have a sex doll. And for some reason, much like the 1990-something movie Mannequin, the sex doll comes yeah. to life and starts talking to her. So is it is it is she seeing or imagining it or is it like well, for real? So for real? as a viewer, I've only seen a handful of episodes, but as a viewer, we don't know yet, right? Um, she mentioned several times that she thinks that she's just having a mental breakdown, and that's why the sex doll is talking to her. But uh, the show is really funny. It's very graphic. It's by far the most graphic. Yeah, I'm watching the the trailer right now. Okay. Oh, she can't see. Yeah, it doesn't. Really, oh, there it is. So it's by far the most graphic show on Quibi as far as the, um, the jokes. Because right when she meets the sex doll, the sex doll wants to befriend her. And she goes, let's hang out. I want to I wanna be your friend. And she goes, oh, my God, I'm losing my mind. You know, Anna Kendrick can't understand why the sex doll is talking to her. And the sex doll's first yeah. request is asking Anna Kendrick to wash her, her nether regions because the Donald Loge character has left too much spunk in there. <laughs> so, it's funny and it, like as i'm watching this show i've only seen like three episodes as i'm watching it i start to notice something else this is another part i found really fascinating and maybe actually look more into it so in the second episode Anna kendrick goes with the donald loge character because he's working on his television show and he's doing some voiceover stuff with some actors and i hear them say yeah. this is a great episode of rick and morty dan and i'm like wait what and it turns out the, the Donald Loge character is playing Dan Harmon, the guy that created Rick and Morty, Community, that very same Dan yeah. Harmon. So I looked it up, and it turns out that uh, the Anna Kendrick character is based on Dan Harmon's real-life girlfriend who wrote this story for this uh, sitcom based on a true story of her finding Dan Harmon's real-life sex doll and how she became jealous of his sex doll <laughs> and started imagining all these things. And uh, like that's how she came up with the concept of the show. So, and so it's a real-life story. Yeah, other than, of course, the sex doll you know, actually talking to her. But yeah, so I recommend, it's called Dummy on Quibi. Uh, great acting, really dirty jokes. So if you're easily offended, offended, maybe stay away. Otherwise, Dummy's a win. I love it. It was cracking me up. Oh, dirty jokes? My kind oh. of jokes. Yeah, tons of dirty jokes. You love every bit of it. I'm trying to think of others. I think that's all I've been watching on Quibi, but I, I watched a couple other new shows. Um, I watched a new one over on Netflix called Black AF. Have you seen that yet? I saw a thumbnail. I didn't watch it yet. So this is made by um, uh, producer Kenya Barris, and he is famous for making blackish, grownish, mixedish, anything that has the word ish in it. He also ish. ish he's all that ish. Um, which are all, those are all good shows. I mean, nothing bad about those. Are all fine shows. And he um, also made America's Next Top Model with uh, Tyra Banks. 
So he's, he's been a big time producer and director for a long time. And so he did something really interesting. He signed a huge deal with Netflix, a hundred million dollar uh, production deal. And Damn. yeah, big money. And so the first show that he's put, uh, uh, making on Netflix is called Black AF. And it's, he's basically um, making fun of himself. So it's like a fake documentary. It's like a mockumentary of his actual life. And so anybody who's watched a lot of Blackish, like I have, because I, I enjoy Blackish, will notice a lot of similarities because Blackish is also based off his real life, but a sitcom version where this is like a documentary version, but with all actors except for him playing himself. So he plays himself on this show. He's hired Rashida Jones. You'll remember her from um, The Office. Yeah. Yeah, she plays James his wife. first girlfriend, yeah. Yep. She plays his wife, and in real life he has six kids, so he's got six little actors playing his kids. And the concept is his, uh, I think, second oldest is getting ready to try out for film school. So she wants to put together a, a film to get into film school. And so he basically, because he's like rich as balls, hires her this entire film crew to do this documentary. And so like The Office, they're all being filmed like they're on a documentary, but it's a sitcom. So they're all like constantly acknowledging the camera and talking to the camera directly, just like on The Office, but yeah. with this uh, Kenya Burris guy and his fake family. Rashida's old enough to have six kids in the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's playing his wife. So apparently she's similar in age to his real life, which I found out after doing a little research on that he just got divorced from. And his real wife is actually named Rainbow, which is the name of the character on Blackish. And his real wife is also, also a, a doctor, which is the character on Blackish. So that, that wife is a little bit closer to his real wife than this version. The Rashida Jones version of his wife is an uh, ex lawyer. But now she just hangs out at home because he's, you know, rich AF. You know? Man, you're just dropping facts left and right, dude. Fact, dude, fact, I, fact, I, fact. I got, like, fact bombs. Pow, pow, pow. That's an that's a audio fact. But, fact uh, news. Fact news. The, uh, yeah, it's a good show. I liked it. I actually, like I said, I've been doing, because I have more time, I've been doing more research on these shows. And yeah, it's been critically panned. Most people don't seem to like it that much. I think a lot of um, reviewers think it's too similar to Blackish that he's recycling ideas. But I right. feel like he's really being quite honest about making fun of himself. It's kind of like this black auteur who's trying to do this stuff, and he realizes that sometimes he's even full of himself. And I enjoy it. I think it's funny. Is your wife watching, since we're talking about Netflix, too hot to handle? Oh, let's talk about that next. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that next. So that's kind of funny. It's a per perfect. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, Kenya Barris, Black, black AF, AF, I recommend it. Uh, too hot to handle we actually watched black af for the first time of the night and right after that we watched uh our, we watched black af and we watched too hot to handle and we've seen i think only we've seen <laughs> two two or three episodes of that show but it's kind of funny for what it is what do you think well i watch kind of watch in and out because my wife watched it yeah like as far as you probably but then yeah. she finished it so i only watch whole... it because it's full of hots man beautiful people and they're like fooling themselves too. It's hilarious. Yeah. So anybody who hasn't seen uh, Too Hot to Handle on Netflix yet, the concept is really simple. It's a reality show where they've found like the hottest hots around the world. They bring them all onto this island house, and like apparently all young twenty-something hots, they just think they're gonna have fun and bang their way through it. But the concept yeah. is a show. They don't know until they get Literally. on the show. Yeah. That they're, they're not allowed to have any kind of um, sexual contact. So no kissing, 
uh, no sex in any form. And if they, they get, there's a hundred thousand dollar pot for all of them. And so every time someone breaks the rules and makes out or gets it on, they lose money in the pot, which makes them all kind of mad at each other. And so, uh, how do you, do you know who wins? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I don't know, but my wife told me what happened at the end. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we won't spoil for everybody, but I do know that as soon as a few of them learn how it works, Rather than be cool about it, they start like sabotaging everybody and losing oh, yeah. the money on purpose, which is kind of, I think that honestly makes it funnier as a reality show. Yeah, you know, and the Jesus character. Yeah, from Colorado. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's funny because like uh, the big black dude, the buff dude, okay, Mask, yeah. or whatever his name is. I don't remember their names. Al, whatever. He's a, the accountant. It's like, dude, if you divide up 100 Gs, with 10 people, they're only getting like 10 Gs if everybody you know, stuck to the rules. Right. So did, they, did Netflix find these folks like, they're super hot, but they're like not as rich, you know? It's like they don't care, guys. I think when they were signed up for it, they thought it was just some sort of dating show. And so I'm not sure that they were expecting any prize money. That's probably why Netflix felt they didn't have to give them a lot of prize money because they weren't expecting any money yeah. to begin with. Yeah, like, for example, that one, the hot chick, uh, Francesca, Fran, whatever her name is. One from Canada? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, Canada? she's from Canada. Yeah, she's, she is a Canadian Instagram model, oh. and she is a legit Instagram hot. <laughs> and, like, she has all sorts of money, right? So why does, it even, why does she even care about winning the prize money, you know? As far as I can tell, she doesn't, because she was the one in the episode I saw that was totally sabotaging everybody, and she was making out with other girls yeah. just to make them lose money. Yeah. So. They always got to find some drama in the shows. Yeah. I kind of, you know, I was talking to my wife. I really think that Netflix has maybe picked up on something because Netflix is a paid for channel. They don't have to edit themselves at all. Right. So it's kind of cool watching one of these reality shows. It feels like an MTV reality show, but yeah. they can, they don't have to cut out the swearing. So there's no beeps or bops. If they want to show them running around with thongs or a couple bare butts. They don't have to edit anything. And I'm thinking Netflix may have stumbled into probably a gold mine here it's inexpensive to make these shows and if they were going to make some shows that were like mtv's the challenge man we would be my wife would be in heaven because that's like her absolute yeah. favorite show yeah because they they made you know love is blind now this one and like the circle like like you my yeah my wife is like <laughs> every time it's out we're gonna watch it <laughs> yeah they're eating that stuff up so yeah i think uh i i don't doubt we'll see a lot more reality reality garbage coming out of netflix Cause you know, there's always like top 10, you know, yeah. top 10 Netflix shows. And it's always like top five yeah. at least. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of them. I like, I haven't seen really like, like you, I've seen parts of some of them that my wife has watched and that one I stopped and started paying attention to. Cause like there's so many beautiful people on that show. It's like incredible. But uh, yeah, the, the concept of it's a little silly. I like it. So while we're on Netflix though, uh, did you see the trailer? This could be both a uh, healthy stream and a tasty trailer for that new movie that they have coming out with Thor himself, Extraction. I I saw it, but I didn't watch the trailer. So oh, I know what you're talking about. It looks. It, does it look good? It looks pretty good. So it's hard to say. I mean, remember, I remember the last uh, trailer we got excited about for Netflix was a movie called Coffee and Cream, and that turned out to be a dumpster fire. But um, this one looks, once again, it looks pretty good. So here's a couple things I learned about it that I like, because like I said, I've got too much free time right now. 
Um, Extraction stars uh, Chris Hemsworth and David Harbour, you know, uh, from uh, Stranger Things. And get this, it's written and produced by Joe Russo, the guy that made uh, Endgame and all those. One of the brothers? Yeah. So I'm like, wow, this is awesome. I go, what's happening here? I go, I, I like the stars. I like the people making it. And so I looked into it, and it's based on a comic, on a graphic novel called uh, Sudadad. And Sudadad was written by an author uh, and artist called Andy Parks. And Andy Parks, it, basically the, 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 the gist of the uh, comic and the movie, and they've switched locations. I believe Sudadad happened in, obviously, South America, whereas this version with uh, Thor is happening in India. But he's like a mercenary that's been hired to retrieve this kid that's been stolen for, I think, like, um, I don't know, some sort of ransom thing. So he's trying to get this kid out of this town, and everybody in the world in this town is trying to kill him. So it's like straight up action packed. But it was drawn by this Andy Parks, and the comic itself was written by Joe and Anthony Russo. I didn't even know that they wrote graphic novels. What the hell? Yeah. So the two of them wrote it. And the, one, uh, and the one Joe is producing it, along with uh, their stunt coordinator. So they ended up hiring the guy that did all the stunts on the Avengers movie to be a first-time director. So he's directing it. So I guess the stunts in this movie are just ridiculous. And the way he filmed, like, the car sequences and the action stuff supposed to be good. So it might be kind of mind-numbingly stupid, but I bet you it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, hopefully it's, it's better be- than Six Underground. <laughs> it's going to be like a uh, John Wick sort of thing. Yeah, it kind of looks like that, like a more caring John Wick, because he's trying to save someone else rather than just run around murdering people for a dog. Right. So uh, hey, that comes out. Dog's important, man. Right? Did I write that down? That comes out. Comes out. It comes out on Friday. So whatever Friday is, April twenty seventh or something. So yeah, this Friday. Yeah, this Friday. So it'd be a good weekend movie, you know, since we're all trapped at home anyways. But uh, yeah, I think that looks that looks pretty good. Um, and then I did notice one other thing I have for the healthy stream is I saw HBO Max is starting to really advertise now, and they were, they're officially launching on May 27th, and they've got all sorts of good stuff going on, a lot of DC things, and um, it might be pretty good, assuming the world doesn't I think I'm get it. it. Yeah, I think I'm going to get it, too. I went back. Oh, Dark oh, Universe, dude. Yeah, it would be worth it. Oh, Wait. and I heard. No, not the, universe. Uh, what is it called? I, I know exactly what you mean, though. Justice League Dark. Yes. yes. That's a TV show they're doing for sure. And they were talking about which characters were going to be part of it. And they said something about Constantine. And yeah. they said maybe Batman might even make a, an appearance. They had, like, they're tying all this stuff. It's supposed to be, like, like the best DC television show yet. Yeah, perfect. That would be a good maybe, one. Uh, maybe Keanu Reeves could do his role again. Yeah, I know. That'd be cool. Bring, bring back old Keanu Constantine. Um, yeah, so I think that's all I had for the healthy stream. I did have one other mention under tasty trailers. That's not really a tasty trailer, but did you see today that they put out the little snippet of the new Venom, the title and everything, and the dates coming out? Oh yeah, it's so soon. Wait, never mind. Next year, right? It's still next. I mean, still pretty soon. Yeah. So yeah, the new Venom Part Two called "Let There Be Carnage" comes out in theaters uh, six twenty five twenty one. Wonder what that means. <laughs> well, we already know that Carnage is going to be played by Woody Harrelson, and so yeah. um, we're getting Carnage. But you know, Tom Hardy 
put it up and I think he took it down is it, he posted the thing and then he right afterwards he posted another picture of Venom like ripping apart Spider-Man's uh, mask and then it went away what? so I don't know what that if it means crossover or not because supposedly with the next Spider-Man movie they're trying to write him out of the MCU and make it so it feels like one swoop into like his uh, Sony universe Oh, speaking of that, before I jump to com- uh, commercial real quick, uh, on Quibi, there was one more show called 50 States of something. It's 50 States of, God, what was it called? Um, it's basically, it's a horror anthology um, produced by Sam Raimi. In fact, the first episode was actually directed by Sam Raimi. And each episode, or each, this one happened to take three episodes. So it looks like every three episodes focuses on one horror story from that state. It almost feels that I heard some people comparing it to tells or no comparing it to black mirror, but it feels more to me like tells of the crypt. And so um, the first episode or the first story is called 50 States of Fright and it's produced by Sam Raimi. And the first one that I watched um, was about this lady who was obsessed with uh, really fancy shit and her husband loved her so much that even though they couldn't afford it, he would get it for her. And he's a logger. Oh, made- that's part of it. Oh, do you know what I'm talking about? I saw the little trailer because, like, it only intrigued me because um, the dude is he's from Vikings. Oh yeah, it's the Vikings guy. Yeah, yeah but Ragnar. so that's only the that's like that's one. It's an anthology, so that's the first story, and that story I think is based in Michigan. But the basic concept is she's obsessed with nice things, and he can't really afford yeah. them. And he's a logger that cuts down stuff to makes like custom furniture. And one day he asks her real quick to help her, help him. And there's an accident where she loses her arm. And so she insists on him making her a golden arm. And he's like, oh, we can't afford to make you a golden arm. It's ridiculous. She's like, oh, I got to have a golden arm. Otherwise, I hate my life, you know? So he makes her this golden arm, like mortgages all of his stuff, sells all of his equipment. And she gets this golden arm. But then the golden arm starts making her sick. Like she's getting like gold poisoning from wearing this golden arm. (laughs) And she refuses to take it off because she's so obsessed with looking fancy and feeling a certain way that she ends up dying from gold poison. And as she's dying, she tells a Viking guy that uh, bury her in the golden arm. Don't ever take away the golden arm. So she croaks. He buries her in the golden arm. He goes home and it's like months later. And he's like, oh, broke. He's getting all these bills. His house is going to get foreclosed. And so he decides in one night to go dig her up and take the golden arm from her. And so, uh oh, Suri's trying to talk to me. Shut up, Suri. And so he goes and uh, digs her up and steals the golden arm. And then, like any good horror movie, she comes she comes back after him for the arm. <laughs> and like in, in in very typical Sam Raimi fashion, it's gory as all get out. All sorts of disgusting things happen after that. So that's only one Damn. of I'm assuming fifty stories. I got three shows to watch on Quibi now then. Yeah, that's a good one. I liked it. So that's a good one. So let's take a, a quick uh, commercial break. And then we're going to jump back. And we're coming back with a brand new segment. I'm calling New Normal or Back to Business. And then we're going to do a, uh, a short news jacuzzi. Uh, we've got uh, a way for uh, you Sony PS, uh, PS players to get a free game. I know how to get a couple free games. Um, also, Ooh, what I need. Uh, some hot takes on Fortnite and uh, the metaverse. Have you heard of the metaverse? You're going to like this. And then you think Twitch is cool? Well, guess what Facebook is bringing everybody? Uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. So we're back. I want to start off really quick with uh, New Normal 
or back to business. So I'm going to read you some stories, Ren, and we're going to decide together whether we think this is, in fact, the new normal or if we're going to get back to how it used to be, back to business. So my first one is uh, John Krasinski, uh, Jim from um, The Office, your hopeful future, Mr. Uh, uh, fantastic Four guy, Richard Reed. Wait, fantastic. Fantastic Reed. What's his name? Something Reed. Reed, Reed it's, Richards. Reed Richards. Final answer. It's Mr. Fantastic himself. Okay. So Mr. Fantastic decided to help some of these poor kids out, these 2020 graduates, and DJ a virtual prom, which I thought was so cool. And so he was a virtual DJ prom guy. And I thought that was pretty neat because we're seeing a lot of celebrities um, being in contact with us, you know, even more than before. Because we've had we have more contact with celebrities than ever. Um, back when I was a youth, right. when you were super into a celebrity, you could only like connect with them maybe if you wrote them a letter. You happen to go to some sort of event when they're there. But now any one of our dumbasses can jump on Twitter and Instagram, and if we keep harassing them, generally they'll they'll talk back eventually. <laughs> I mean, there's so many ways. So my question is, is it going to be the new normal? Or are we going to get back to business with our ability to contact and speak with actual celebrities? Are we going to be able to have more because of this going forward ability to uh, be in touch with them? Do you think they're going to take advantage of it? Back to business. Oh, really? You don't think that they're going to hang out and continue to like uh, Zoom with us and things like what? that? No way. They don't have anything to do right now, man. So they all the time. You think it's solely because they're not busy? What else are you supposed to do? Yeah, no, you're probably right. That makes me sad. All right, so back to business. No more celebrities. So I guess the quick thing here is, for those of you who really want to get in contact with your favorite celebrity, now's the time. Don't be a weird stalker, but you might have an opportunity just because of what's available. Let's, uh, let's try to like contact Ryan Reynolds. Let's keep tweeting him, see okay. if he replies. Why not? We'll make the, I'll make that uh, between this episode and next episode. Because, you know, we have the one contact, right, where we're, he runs a company out of Portland and we're from that area. Yeah. Maybe we'd be like, hey, man, you should come on our show. Or you should at least give us – what if he convinced him to give us, like, just some sort of drop? I love audio knots, you know, like they do for, like, radio yeah. shows. All right, I'm going to try. Why not? You, you need to, like, Photoshop uh, when you post a bottle of, like, aviation gin. Yeah. So it makes it seem like you're supporting him. I'm just, like, pretending like I'm you. drinking it. I love, yeah. Audio Knots loves aviation gin. Yeah, why not? We'll give it a shot. All right. Okay, so my next, new normal or back to business? Uh, Amazon got a lot of flack originally for making all their people continue to work during COVID-19. And they had some people bitching that they're getting sick and things like that. And so Amazon's, because Amazon's got money got the wazoo, has retrofitted all their facilities with thermal cameras. And so basically when you're walking in to scan your way in, there's a excuse me a thermal camera that's above them it doesn't have to touch them or anything and it is able to it won't let them in the door if their temperature reads too high and they have to go home so right. i'm thinking this is pretty cool and i'm imagining that amazon's installed these they're not going to take them down and now that we really realize that um when we're trying to keep uh the curve flattened with these pandemic type things you know, you gotta keep people who are sick and currently like uh contagious away from others um, you and I both work for a small medical company that already uses uh, security badges to go in and out. And we don't back, you go back 15 years, 10, 15 years, 
you like, well, you have security badges that you work for. Are you the Pentagon or something? Are you the CIA? And so that would have seemed really weird. New normal or back to business that uh, everybody starts installing thermal uh, scanners to let you inside the buildings of any sizable business. New normal. Yeah, I kind of think so because if it's not that expensive, and I would imagine it may be kind of an insurance break for certain companies, that I can absolutely yeah. see that. I think I heard a story about um, Vegas doing that too, to like, like the Bellagio, or whatever. Yeah. Where they have that sensor so they can sense people like coming in and out. If your if your temperature's too high, the security guard's like, "Yo, you can't come in." Yeah, I that's that's kind of like crazy at a, a casino, but it makes sense. But I think yeah, businesses and then airports. You know, you go to go like give up your whole personal space anyways to go through the scanners. It wouldn't shock yeah. me a single iota if they te- ch- checked you for temperature, and if your temperature's too high, you don't get to get on a plane. Yeah, you know, they always they already do that little thing with a boop over your head, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. But this is even easier. Like they don't, have, yeah. I mean, they can be like 10 feet away apparently and it's able to get like a really accurate temperature. And so it's not invading your space at all, but I can see that really screwing up some people's plans. Like if you're trying to say go on vacation, yeah. you, get, you get sick and you're trying to come home. Just pop a few pills and you'll be like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, it's people scary. like holding ice, ice things up against their head right before they go to security. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Um, that, that one we've decided is the new normal, which is, it's it's kind of interesting, but it makes it makes sense to me. Um, yeah, it's it's more like preventative, you know. And I think preventative measures are really the best. That's how you you keep us from yeah. getting to where we're at now, right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of more uh, COVID hilarious fun, um, obviously we all know that uh, the virus, the Rona, has absolutely destroyed the movie the movie theater industry. And uh, the big theaters, the AMC, Regals of the world, have been really trying to seek a bailout from the government. And AMC has come out and said that if they cannot get a bailout because of how far in debt they are at this point, that they're essentially out of business. So um, my question is, people are going to be afraid to go to the movie theaters, I think, even after we're not sheltering in place, at least for a while. The numbers are definitely going to be down for, I would imagine, at least the remainder of the year. Are movie theaters essentially old yesterday's news, kind of like drive-ins? Uh, are we done with movie theaters? So is it the new normal just to watch everything at home, have everything come straight to our houses? Or are we going to be back in business sometime? I think back in business, but sometime in the future. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I've heard him say as far as October 2021 before we can have large events. So, yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I think this one might be a hybrid. I think we might be new normal slash back in business. I think your smaller boutique theaters, like some of these real high-end luxury ones, actually may do better because they cater to um, an experience, right? You're paying money to go, you're getting to sit in a lounge chair, drink an adult beverage, have maybe a higher-end piece of food, not some 12-year-old hot dog that's been rolling around. Um, I think that those might actually end up thriving where the AMCs and Regals they might have a hard time with these big ass, you know, 24, you know, screen theaters staying in business because uh, I think a lot of films may end up coming out both simultaneously in the theater and on our home screens if we're willing to pay the price. I think people are just going to be scared going. At least for a while. Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm going to go new normal slash back in business. And finally, uh, yeah. my la- oh, go ahead. You have no thought? 
I think it's we're like to a point where we haven't done it for a while, so we're used to not doing it, you know. So it's kind of like yeah, we've got it's become a new normal for us. So whether we can yeah. shake back to business, like I used to really enjoy going to the theaters, but then again, I mean to be fair all the movies that we'd want to see, especially you and I, those movies aren't coming out anyways. So it's like, we haven't been like yeah. missing out. I think if those movies still came out, like, oh man, I missed it. I didn't get to see it. We might be jonesing a little bit. All right. So my last new normal or back to business is there's been a lot of talk about the post office. Um, right now they're struggling. Uh, and Amazon, because uh, um, the Supreme leader, Donald Trump has decided that he hates Jeff Bezos because he doesn't like anybody richer than him. And so he's yeah. been going after Amazon for using the United States Postal Service as their delivery service for a long time, not really recognizing or maybe not caring that Amazon almost virtually at this point keeps the United States Postal Service in business. Otherwise, they're losing money, kind of like the penny costs more to make than it's worth. And so um, – the th thought being that they, they might just close down the post office. We may not have the postal service anymore. There's a lot of debate right now because uh, voting, a lot of people vote via postal service versus online. Uh, do you think the new normal will be no post office or do you think we're going to get back to business and they'll figure out how to make the post office work? Uh, back to business. I think for me, I think that we'll be back to business at least until after this election. But it wouldn't shock me because I don't know if you've noticed, but I've noticed that uh, Amazon has virtually moved away from the USPS and has a gazillion of these little gray vans they drive everywhere now. And so yeah. if that was really their source of income, unless the government's willing to continue to fund this thing, um, I wouldn't be shocked at all if within the next two years there is no more post office, personally. Because everybody yeah, pays online. Post office? Yeah, post office... You still here because there's so many olds that still uses it too. For now, but we've I think we've learned from today's day and age that if we are forced to change, we can. Yeah, I mean, on honestly, the only thing I could think that would affect the post office right now is the uh, is the voting, right? Because the underprivileged, uh, those who may not have uh, uh, the good internet, still use post office, but they also can still go to voting places. And then, of course, there's always the fear yeah. that online voting can be tampered with. Um, I know there's a lot of fear of that too. Yeah. So uh, like we're one of the lucky states where we get a vote via mail. I like, I never go anywhere to vote. I mean, even with a presidential election, we do it right through the mail. So that's kind of nice. So I will miss that. Um, but, you know, honestly, if uh, the next Presidente is a little smarter, they would just deal with uh, Amazon and you could just vote. I mean, unless they're really afraid of Amazon tampering it, they could, you know, pass the letters along because they're already doing it basically anyways. I mean, Amazon's great, man. Why mess with it? I know, but we have to be careful too. We don't want them, you know, Jeff Bezos becoming richer by the minute that, uh, you yeah. know, it would be like global leader Jeff Bezos tells us what to do <laughs> with his VP, uh, the, uh, Elon Musk, you know, running this space force and stuff. So we have to be careful of the conglomerates as well. Oh, speaking of supreme leaders, though, Here's a hot piece of news. I don't like to talk too much politics, but did you see that uh, Kim Jong-un had some sort of event during surgery and may be clinically brain dead? Wait, brain dead? Yeah. I thought, I heard he was like recovering. Yeah, so, they had, so the, the sources close to him came out first and said that he had, was brain dead after surgery. And now they think that the information that's coming out is fake. 
they're putting out fake information to protect themselves for a minute because they may have just lost their leader. But who knows? There's so much weird stuff over there. It could all be fake news. But it caught me yeah. off guard. That was like trending on Twitter big time yesterday. The next leader is going to be even crazier. Well, that's the, that's the, you're exactly right. This guy is a, 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 an idiot, but the next guy might be a warmonger and just like start shooting missiles at people. So. Yeah, he watches the interview and then boom, World yeah. War Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need, to, uh, they need to get over there and fix all that. Anyways, moving on to things that are more fun. Right into a dip our little toes in the news jacuzzi. Uh, my first story uh, is Sony, our friends over at Sony PlayStation, uh, because of uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, are offering some free games from now until May 5th. And so all you have to do is, uh, have you ever played um, Uncharted? No. no, no. Okay, so they're giving away all the Uncharted's. So, all uh, of them? Yeah, I guess. Well, I don't know how many there are. Three? At least they're giving away three Uncharted's. <laughs> I'm, I'm a liar if there's more than three. So uh, the story is uh, Sony's giving away three Uncharted games. The last, I think it's the last three that came out. Um, right. Starring one Nathan Drake, which did you know that, uh, speaking of Spider-Man, uh, Tom Holland has been cast as yeah. Nathan Drake? Which I have no idea. I've never played Uncharted either. But I, for my mind, I always thought Nathan Drake, the character, was a, maybe a bigger dude. And for whatever reason, maybe yeah. because of the name Nathan, I always imagined Nathan Fillion being Nathan yeah. Drake. Yeah. Right or wrong, I don't know. He needs so, to be like, you know, Chris Pratt size. Right, like that kind of guy. Yeah. Like Chris Pratt, honestly, yeah. if I had my druthers, Chris Pratt would be Indiana Jones. Like I've always had this idea that Maybe Indiana Jones, somebody's like studying, like Chris Pratt's studying and decides to become like Indiana Jones and then gets to inherit the name somehow. Like he's the, oh, you know what? I'm gonna write, write it right now. He's the uh, illegitimate son of the Sean Connery character and his name is Dakota Jones. <laughs> and then he meets Harrison Ford's Indiana Jones and goes, you were named after the dog. And then we start on our adventure and then it'd be great. I'd watch that all day. Either that or like my favorite, uh, Brian Reynolds. He should be Dakota Jones. Yeah, then like Harrison Ford passes the torch over, you know. Because yeah, isn't Uncharted basically the video game version of Indiana Jones? Yeah. It's kind of like Tomb Raider, but boy version. With a boy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, audio nuts out there who have your uh, PS4s, if you're into that kind of stuff, you could uh, log in. And it says you don't even have to have the paid for whatever the paid for PS services. You don't need any of that. The place. Yeah, the PlayStation Plus. Yeah, you don't need that. So you can just log in and I think maybe search it up somehow. And uh, it's available for uh, free download uh, until May 5th. My second cool. thing stays in the video game realm. This is pretty cool. So I came across this news story that I found super intriguing. And they were talking about something called the metaverse. Have you ever heard that term? Okay. So like separately. Yeah, but not together. <laughs> right. Metaverse. So the metaverse, uh, this is pretty neat. So from my, my understanding and the easiest way and the quickest way for me to get everybody thinking about it is uh, metaverse is essentially what ready player one was showing us. Do you remember that? So mm -hmm. uh, they're saying that a lot of people sometimes call it internet 2.0. So our current internet, if we want to hang out and socialize, uh, we're, we're typing on keyboards, things like that. Whereas the metaverse, which is essentially supposedly in the works, is going to be the next version of the internet. 
but where we have uh, characters and things that live inside of this virtual world. And so the metaverse will basically be like, you want to go see a movie, you jump in online and your, your avatar goes with your friends to watch the movie inside the, the metaverse, right? And so it's very much like Ready Player One. I'm assuming the more they perfect all these VR goggles, you know, the Oculus type things and things like that. And it turns out that they're trying to figure out that a lot of people have been working on it. They said the technology simply doesn't exist to have a Ready Player One type metaverse quite yet because um, they're limited on how many, the bandwidth and things like that, how many people can get into it. Oh, yeah. um, but they said that the Fortnite guys are actually working towards it and what started off as just kind of a fun idea from the Fortnite game that turned into this, you know, huge um, video game where they're going to allow at least 100 people to hang out in this kind of virtual world that will all at once just run around playing capture the flag mostly. Um, they've proven that it can work by doing things like hosting movies, uh, DJ parties, they, they've dropped trailers, they've given people all sorts of avatars that are beyond their standard, like run around shooting people. And so um, the Fortnite people are in fact working on their own metaverse. And they're saying that this could be our first virtual world. Um, and we're two steps closer. They said it could happen as soon as two years, but it could take another two decades for them to perfect it. Because honestly, the technology is not quite there, but the, con the concepts are there. So right, what do you think? Are you, would you be excited for a metaverse? Two years, two years. Yeah. Right. I think it's pretty cool. Like, I've seen Ready Player One and I've seen those kind of movies where everybody virtually goes into worlds, this whole second life type stuff. Yeah. And it's cool. I get it. And I, I can totally, like when I hear this, of all the weird fictional crap people tell you, like this seems like something I can see being a reality someday. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's like we're going, it's just how long does it take to get there? You remember uh, seeing Demolition Man? Yeah. Yeah. When, um, Sylvester Stallone goes to the future, right? Yeah. And he's like trying to get on with Sandra Bullock. Oh, and they have to put no, the... man, this is how we do it. Yeah, that was uh, early coronavirus. I've heard people say we're in the, yeah. the prequel of uh, Demolition Man. <laughs> it's going to be like that, dude. It's gonna be yeah. Funny. So I thought it was pretty cool. I think that's a really cool news story. I, I might keep my eyes on that to see if we get learning more like um, offline, I'm going to try to learn more about this whole metaverse concept because like, it's so intriguing to me. And I think science fiction novelists have been all over this for a while. And I, I just don't see any way that we don't end up there to some degree or another. It just, I'm interested to see how it turns out. There's so much money. I mean, there's so much ways to make money like that too. Like for example, like in uh, GTA, yeah. they introduce a new casino mm -hmm. and all the kids go in and play the casino, you know, like it's the same thing, right? Yeah, they did that in that uh, TV show, Galaxy's Quest. They built a casino oh, really? into their game. Yeah, so they could sell and make more money. Yeah. Yeah. What other show was I watching? I was watching some other show. We're in the video game. Oh, uh, real quick. I'm going to go off, off on a tangent real quick. Um, I was going to tell you earlier when we we're still talking TV that I'd finished four, four shows, I four series finales, so not season finales. Um, I finished four individual shows completely and wow. i wanted to give a, a kind Impressive. of like my thought process on the four so the four are uh because uh hbo is giving away a lot of free hbo and you can watch it just on hulu right now i was watching oh, i yeah. finally got to see the last season of silicon valley on hulu and that was a show where they had the video game and they were using the microphones 
to uh, hear what the people were saying, but they, they designated a video game. So even when you weren't using the microphone, if it was just in the room, it heard everything you were saying and then it would, uh, it would add it into the video game. So if you were talking about Delta Airlines and next time you're using the video game, there would be a Delta Airlines um, uh, plane flying across the background. And I oh, thought nice. that was crazy. And like, I, I can totally see something like that happening. But it's already so, happening now. Right, we've proven that it's not pretend that if you talk something about something enough on in your phones in the room, that it will definitely get advertised to yeah. you later. But so I finished uh, Silicon Valley, the series. I finished Modern Family, the series. I finished Schitt's Creek, the series. And I finished, um, what was the fourth one I finished? I finished another show. And I can't think of it. Because I remember thinking, oh, I finished so many TV shows. But I, was I saw Shit's Creek on Netflix. It's like it's, it was advertising it. And if anybody hasn't watched Shit's Creek and you're bored quarantine-wise, that's a great show and it has a good finale. So I was going to talk about how like it's interesting how different shows finish. So uh, Shit's Creek is a kind of an indie sitcom on a really small cable station called Pop, which probably nobody even knows about. Um, Modern Family is on a, a mega network owned by Disney. Uh, called ABC, and uh, Silicon Valley is a sitcom on HBO, a paid paid station, and it was interesting. You could definitely tell how it was working. It's funny, just got advertised anti-aging cream, but we weren't talking about anti-aging. Um, oh, nice. uh, how the difference, how they finish these types of shows, whether it's a network show, an indie sitcom, or a paid-for show, and I thought that Modern Family, I really didn't care for the ending. I mean, I've always liked that show, but it, they try to do everything for everyone because it's a big time sitcom. So I was kind of like, eh, whatever. I, it was fine. Everybody had a happy ending. They all rode off into the sunset, all happy. Shit's Creek, on the other hand, took a more subtle, very cute, very humble ending. It was very satisfying. You felt good. Everybody did their thing. I really enjoyed that ending. And then Silicon Valley's ending, being on a paid network, you expect everything to go right for everybody. I love the fact that they ended the show with everything in a disaster. <laughs> you know, there was the whole purpose of Silicon Valley is good, 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 bad, 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 bad. And then the next season start good, 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 then go bad, bad, bad. And so they never quite let our heroes make it. And you kept thinking, by the time I get to the end of the series, they're going to get, they're going to accomplish their goals. But <laughs> Silicon Valley was like, nope, <laughs> which I really liked. I thought that was super good. And so of the three, I thought Silicon Valley had by far the best finale. And so if anybody hasn't watched Silicon Valley at all, dude, jump on it. It's free right now if you already have Hulu. And, it is a fin- and it's commercial free. Even if you have the commercial version of Hulu, it's commercial oh, nice. free. And it's fantastic. It, from start to finish, I love that show. So what was your fourth show? Does it tell us from the loop? <laughs> no, because I'm talking about series finales. Shows that have started and completed. Oh. And honestly, you know what? I think I was Clone Wars. I was. I think I might say. I I think I might have been thinking about Clone Wars, but I haven't seen the ending of that yet. Honestly, I don't remember. But there was a fourth show. Anyways, uh, for my last news story, our last news jacuzzi. Did you see that that Facebook is um, full bore into launching their own Twitch version of Twitch? Because I remember back when Twitch was like high. Yeah. Facebook was trying to do it like a little beta, beta version of it. So they must have like completed it. Yeah. So uh, that's the big thing right now is they're doing, who was it recently that took Ninja from Facebook? What was that group called? Was it Microsoft? Ninja? Yeah. 
it was just Microsoft. So Microsoft basically did the same thing as Twitch and they made their own version. They paid that dorky pink haired ninja kid like a bajillion dollars to switch. And so I guess yeah. Facebook's on the verge of doing the same thing because I think this also kind of relates to everything we're seeing with uh, this metaver metaverse type stuff we're seeing with the, the Fortnite type stuff that they're realizing that video games are really part of our future. Um, everybody's stuck at home. They're playing a lot of games and it's the next type of media, especially this mixed media where you're able to play movies and things like that and choose your own adventure type things. And so Facebook is coming in hot to be the next Twitch and they're starting to pay uh, all these different streamers. So like now's the time kids, all you audio nuts out there. If you haven't wasted your time, like Ren and I trying to make a podcast that nobody listens to, Become a streamer right now because if you have any skills in video games, this is the time. This is you like how many how often have we thought, man, I wish I was on the precipice, like when this stuff was first starting. I wish I was part of it. And while Twitch has been around for a while, the fact that two major companies, Facebook and Microsoft, have said, This is it, the time is now. There are a lot of kids out there right now that are gonna get they make more money than their parents playing video games. And I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell Kid Danger right now because this kid I gotta tell you what Kid Danger likes him some Fortnite. This kid has become a total BA at freaking Madden football. <laughs> I mean he's killing everybody. I don't even try to play with him anymore because he can murder everybody. Man, get himself a, a, some sort of streaming. And obviously he doesn't have to be Twitch anymore because uh, Microsoft's paying big money. This new Facebook thing is gonna be paying big money. So yeah, get out there if you if you like video games and you want to make some cash on the side. I say do it. Now's the time. Do they have a name for it yet? Uh, maybe. You know, all the research I did, I never looked that up. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's cool because you know how Facebook's been around for a while. So you already build up your like friends list. That's so right. high. Get on there, you get views, right? Yeah, I'm thinking that if I was uh, a kid or if I was any good at video games. Um, I would definitely jump on the Facebook one now because you get in that launch, you're going to, like you said, they're probably going to just push over all the people you're already friends with. Um, it's a, because Facebook also owns Instagram. I mean, oh man, the connectivity between social media and streaming becomes better than it's ever been at this point. You just got to become manager now. Yeah. I'm well, manage I, you. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, like I think anybody who's listening, uh, they should have Vigilante, you know, if you want to get picked up and get uh, big money by one of these uh, streaming companies, because now there's going to be the big three, you guys got to have the look, you got to have the style, you got to have the logo, like we talked about last time. Yeah. So we, we'll run another deal, maybe a, a COVID deal. Last time we did 50 bucks, right? So yeah. that deal's over, homies. You guys should jump on that faster, but we'll keep it fun. Uh, $65 uh, logo will give you four revs so you get four revisions till it's perfect that's even better last time it was one and done so four revs 65 dollars first 25 people to request it you know you get it let's do it damn i'm gonna request one too right can't go wrong so uh we got more time than ever to work on this stuff yeah so anything else you want to talk about today uh, not much, man. I've just been playing video games a lot. I'm almost there. You need to, yeah, keep working on it. Become a streamer. Yeah. Everybody tune in to Ren's streaming channel. It's going to be the hot next thing. Yeah. <laughs> you have a dope-ass logo for sure. No, I mean, uh, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy. 
Yeah. Every time I play, I would I would stream it on Twitch. Nice. Because you could download your videos afterwards. Perfect. So I've been like keeping videos of it. You know, and I'm gonna upload it to YouTube. Maybe some folks will watch it. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Everybody watch and play. I think it's awesome. So uh with that, I think we will uh jump into the real verse, wait for the metaverse to save us from the viruses, and we will catch you guys on the flippity flip. You know, food bukkake a little bit.